You're listening to the Next Shot Podcast, the show that brings photographers, educators, and industry leaders to inspire you to create and share your next shot with your host, Justin. Welcome to episode four of the Next Shot. So today we're going to be talking a few ways that's going to help you become a better photographer. And it's probably not what you think. We're not talking about the gear, lenses, you know, all that good stuff, tripod, shutter speeds, and apertures. So you know what? Let's jump in it and get right to it. Number one, you're taking on too many things at one time. With all my mentoring students or new photographers that I work with, and I even did this myself, is we don't focus on that one specific skill or task or technique that we want to learn. We want to do it all. I see people starting out where I got to learn manual mode. Oh, and by the way, I got to figure out XYZ. Oh, and I got to figure out post-processing all at the same time. Time out. What happens when you do that is you're not focusing a majority of your time and learning that skill or technique. What happens is when you take on too much, you start to wear yourself very thin and you don't really focus on that one thing. And when you focus on three or four things, think of it as like multitasking. You're trying to, I don't know, type up an email and you're trying to text. You don't ever really get anything done. We think if we do three or four things at once, We'll get it all figured out. We'll get all our tasks done on our list, but we don't. We really don't get anything done because we're focusing on this and that and something over here. It's like squirrel. You know, I'm the same way. I get into working three or four things. I'll be in Canva working on a few, you know, things for my lives on Saturday night. And then I see an email pop up and I jump on over to that. And before I know it, I've got nothing done. Two hours has gone by because... I'm not focusing on that one task at hand. And the other thing is learn everything you can about that one kind of task or that skill you want to do. Because, you know, when you get in there and you become passionate about that one skill or that one thing, then you start to excel. You're learning everything about it. And you can do that by, you know, books, videos, maybe other photographers, Or maybe just sitting down in front of the computer and let's say you want to learn astrophotography. Just type in astrophotography photos and hit go. And just start looking and you'll start to notice like, hey, maybe there's a trend or you'll see stars streaked and then you see them as a pinpoint of light or whatever. So it's just one of those things as we build and as you go through and you learn that one thing, you'll get really, really good at that one specific skill. You know, there might be other things that you need to learn within that skill set, like manual mode for astrophotography, or maybe some gear things. That's fine. You're taking on a couple of those things, but it's all based under that one skill. Once you get that figured out and you have all your images, now you can jump into that skill set of how do I post-process? Then you can go into other photographers, books, videos, whatever however you choose to learn and say, you know what, I'm going to focus now my time and effort on learning how to take all these awesome photos that I just took and make them better with post-process. So again, don't take on too many things at one time. You know, if it's a skill within a skill kind of thing, you're going to have to learn a few things. 
while doing it, but don't take on everything all at one time. So number two, change your mindset. I think this is the biggest thing for photographers or any creative, whether you're a painter or you draw, sculpt or whatever it may be. As photographers, this is the biggest thing I run into, especially with new photographers that are taking this skill set they've learned or are learning and putting it to a money-making effort where they want to start photographing work for clients, whether that's food or portraits or whatever it may be. Have to remember one thing. You are you and only you. I get so many people wrapped up in they're looking at, let's say my favorite photographer is Joe McNally. And I want to be like him. I want to do everything like him. Well, why do we need another Joe McNally in the world or a Moose Peterson, you know, or whatever? It's one of those things where we get so ingrained and so focused on wanting to be somebody else that we forget that we are our own creative. We are our own self with our own unique way we see the world. And that's why we should be doing what we do is not to be like the other photographer. Now, I'm not saying you can't take inspiration from your favorite photographer, but why do we want to be like them? We're us. Let's be us. You know, that would be like me focusing on, I don't know, a specific photographer. And then I end up doing portraits and I'm not a portrait guy. I'm a landscape guy. I love photographing the Midwest, things like that. Why would I become something I don't want to become? because that's not my passion. And there's another thing that I want to talk about. It's called imposter syndrome. I see this a lot with photographers where we start to self-doubt ourselves. Are we good enough? A lot of that comes back, I think, because we immerse ourselves looking at too many other photographers' work and say, photographer XYZ's images are so much better than mine. Then if you break it down, maybe you just started six months ago. So why are you comparing yourself to somebody who's been doing this for 35 years. There's a difference in skill set there. We sabotage ourselves into getting in our own heads and thinking I'm not good enough, or you look at your numbers in your business or whatever you're doing, you decide that, you know what, I have to charge $500 a session per se. That's just a random number. And that's what the number needs to be to make money and maybe do this as a full-time living. But then you sabotage yourself again. Say, you know what? I'm not worth that $500. And you know what? I have done that myself. Or you start to think, well, no one's going to pay $500 for a session. You undercut yourself. And then you find out, oh, I'm not making the money I want. I'll never be able to quit this 40 hour a week job or whatever it is because you're not charging enough. And that's because we again, self-sabotage ourselves with imposter syndrome. Or maybe if you're not doing this for money, you are out photographing, I don't know, you're a landscape person, you love to do landscapes, but you follow that one landscape photographer. Oh, my images don't look like this exactly. Or I don't have this composition like them. Then before you know it, you just lose your passion to pick up a camera and they sit and collect dust. Being in the world of selling cameras for about eight years, I don't know how many times I saw that where somebody comes in super excited, they start into it, they start producing some pretty cool photographs, then you don't see them for a long time. And then you run into them somewhere and they're like, oh man, I just, I haven't pulled out the camera. And you're like, why? I'm just not good. You know, I'm seeing all these people on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok with their photos and I'm just, I'm just not as good as them. So you know what? It was kind of a dumb idea. No, an imposter syndrome 
we're sabotaging ourselves or you are you. The other thing that we do too as photographers is we worry about what others think of our work. If you have a dust spot in the top left-hand corner, somebody might notice that. But I'm not going to look at your work and say, oh my God, Sally sucks because she's got a dust spot. You know what? Sally probably missed it. It's not a big deal. We get into that mindset again, back to the self-sabotage. You know, we get in our own head and over and over and over, we just keep shooting ourselves down. We're not like that other photographer. Everybody loves him because he gets 85 likes on a photo and I get one. Likes, hearts, wow emojis do not pay the bills. They do not tell you what your skill set is. Those emojis are a Facebook thing. And that's awesome. I mean, self-gratification kind of thing. It's awesome when somebody likes a photo. But it doesn't mean because you got one like, it's not a good photograph. Here is a perfect prime example You go out to a lot of these Facebook groups where professional photographers to people who are just starting out or people who don't really are into photography, but they took a pretty picture of the sunset and they post it and somebody gets 498 likes on it. Then you go out and post your photo the next day and you get two likes and you look at it and say, technically and exceptionally is so much better than the other person. And it probably is, to be honest, as I find out the ones that people really, really love or oversaturated, over-edited, over a lot of things. Doesn't make their photo any better than yours. I will tell you this, most of the general public will look at a photograph that's oversaturated, overcomplicated, over a lot of things, and they love it. That's what they love. If you're in a Facebook group of professional photographers, or a group of just avid photographers that are not professionals, serious amateurs, intermediate photographers, advanced, whatever you want to call them. They're liking it. Man, you know, maybe it is good. But again, don't worry about where the likes come from, the little heart emojis and all that good stuff, because it really don't much matter what other people think of your work. To be honest, it doesn't matter. I recently saw a post by another photographer on Facebook who had made a comment about this kind of same thing, like who should you appease with your work? And I commented, there's three people, three people that I need to worry about worrying about my work. And that is me, myself, and I, I'm going to push myself the hardest to be better each and every day. So remember, don't get in your own head. You are you, you see the world creatively in a different way. Be you do not worry that you are not a Moose Peterson, or you want to be the Joe McNally's of the world. Because you know what? We already have one Joe McNally. We already have a Moose Peterson, and we already have a Justin Tedford. We don't need any more. Number three, find your passion. This I am big on. It's all about passion, baby. Because if you are not passionate about what you do, guess what? It's going to show in your work. If you don't love your work, you're not going to be passionate about it or that subject matter, and it's going to show. That would be like saying, mm, you know, I'm going to go out and do portraits every day. I'm doing more portraits than I used to. I'm a little bit more passionate than I used to be. I will tell you if I had to book a wedding, I've done two weddings this year. I was a lot more passionate about doing those than I used to be in the past. I would say if you roll out of bed on the morning of a wedding And you grab your bags, you pack up the vehicle, and you're like, 
I don't want to do this today. I don't want to be there for eight hours, four hours, 12 hours, whatever they've booked you for. That should say something to you and say, I need to really think this because it is not all about the money. And I'm not even going to say about money. Let's say you're just an avid photographer and always seems to be like, oh, hey, Sally at the local mini mart told me you really like photography and you're really good at portraits. Maybe you're awesome at senior portraits. I know a cousin that's getting married next year and we want you to do their wedding photos. And you're like, no, I don't want to. Then don't do it. Don't sell yourself to do something to make a dollar or just do it out of a favor because you've known Sally or whoever it may be for 25 years and you went to school with her. Don't do it. I'm not super passionate about a wedding. Yes, you're going to get good images from me. They're not going to be crappy, but they're not going to be passionate images like maybe my landscape work or maybe some commercial work I do with food. When you're not passionate about it, it shows. I did a presentation uh, with a professional photographer's Iowa back in March where I talked about passion projects. And I have several things that I'm passionate about. I love rural America. I think we're overlooked a lot. So I started photographing rural America, you know, with the gravel roads and the dirt roads. I've always done that. But then I started focusing on the people and this little towns and cities. So I do a project called Pop 500 where I photograph small Iowa towns under the population of 500 or less and they have to be incorporated they can't be like a town of five that are unincorporated i am passionate about losing family farms we used to have little tiny grocery stores in every neighborhood now we have hyvees and walmarts and aldis you know what that's going to happen eventually with farms we will lose our small tiny family farms and guess what we will be stuck to the world of big commercial farms i'm passionate about that i found my passion And I photograph it, not every day, but I get out there and do it. Do I like portraits in general? No, but do I like portraits of farmers? Yes, I do, because I photograph the farm families and farmers as they are. We don't get all gussied up, take them out to the barn and set up hay bales and set them there and be like, clickety-click, and we're done. They're in the barn. We're not moving things around. We are photographing environmental portraits showing a farmer in their environment with their ripped shirt or shirt with paint on it or whatever it may be. I am more passionate about farmer portraits than I am more passionate about wedding portraits. You got to find your passion and then start to eat, sleep, and breathe it, literally. If you're passionate about, I don't know, let's, I'm just going to say back to farmers because that's what I know. You know, even if you don't know a lot about your subject, research it. Find out everything that makes your subject what it is or what it's not and focus on that. Like in tip number one, where we take on too many things and we need to focus on that one thing, maybe focus on a project. That is another thing that can help you kind of as a bonus tip here that can help you become a better photographer is find a project to work on. When you're not super busy with other things, or maybe you're not feeling real creative or like on the ball with your photography. When we're passionate, we will always be able to dig deep down inside and pull out that creativity because we're passionate about it. And if we're really passionate about it, you're going to roll out of bed and be excited to do it. As we wrap this up, it's a pretty short episode today. Remember, you're taking on too many things at one time. Focus on that skill. Learn it. Change the mindset. Get out of the imposter syndrome. You are you. Don't be like Joe McNally. Don't be like Moose Peterson. Don't be like Justin Tedford or whoever you want to be. Be you. You see the world creatively in a different light. 
find your passion. If you're passionate about it, it will show, which then people see that in your work and it will lead to maybe somebody buying a print or booking you for a wedding. Thank you for listening. And I hope I've inspired you to hop in the car, explore and share your next shot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at nextshotpodcast.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, share, and review. Don't forget to join us for another episode of The Next Shot. See you guys next time.